1: Hey Seattle, welcome to Happy Hour Radio. I'm your host, Christopher Chan, Event Smolly, your weekend wine guy, and your samurai of spirits. Thanks for spending your Saturday night with me right here in 570 KVI every Saturday night, at six to seven o'clock. You ever miss a show? Check out the website. Tell your friends about it. Um, we have uh, over 150 shows on our website, and uh, they're like it was just yesterday. <laughs> over three years now, and are still running strong. Uh, my liver's holding up, and everything's working out well. i um, excited about Washington wine. We had Taste Washington last month, and uh, as we get into the warmer days, um, Washington's really stepped up their game for, for white wines. And Rosé, uh, I invite you to taste coral wines. Uh, coral, White coral, red coral, pink coral. CoralWines.com is uh, my own personal favorite brand because, uh, well, gosh, I'm the guy owning it, making it. So you gotta check it out. CoralWines.com. We got a great rosé, a great white, and of course a tasty red. And when I think of tasty reds, um, there's some great winemakers here in Washington State. I had the pleasure of having one of them uh, on the show a couple weeks back. Her name was Lisa Sway, and uh, we have a lot more in common than we realized. She's actually half Chinese, just like me. So uh, Lisa Sway, welcome back to Happy Hour. Thank you. Or what do you say, Gang Hei Fa Choi, right? <laughs> Oh yeah, happy new year. That's what it is. Uh, I'm at Wajamaya the other day and I'm like standing in line and um one of my, you know, semi annual trips there, which I'd never get down there enough, but I'm asking like, gosh, I see this big paper dragon in there I go, Hey, what year is it again? What's the year? The year of the rooster? I forget, I don't know. Yeah. Your rooster, rooster. That's what I thought. Yeah. Thank goodness. See, <laughs> I still got it, folks. Um, hey, welcome back. Uh, good to have you. Last time we tasted a little Malbec and a great Petit Sirah. Yeah. Really fun. Um, let's refresh everyone's memory. So you're in Woodinville, and you work at Microsoft, making millions and millions of stocks options, and so you can dabble <laughs> in this little thing called Washington winemaking.
2: That well, I don't make millions of stock options, but I I invest a lot in a winery.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Uh that's it. So you uh, you didn't practice, you didn't tra- you didn't train. How I, did you get into it?
2: Um, so I met Mike Matheny uh, at Microsoft, and he was making wine in his garage um, at the request of his wife.
0: huh <laughs> Yes,
2: exactly. And he brought me a beautiful Syrah that I was totally taken by and um, I asked him if he was making wine and he said well I'm just dabbling and I'm volunteering a lot I'm like super volunteer and then um, and I said well would you ever think about opening a winery do you want a partner and he said no 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 and so fast forward five years later we're on the same team again and I said, hey, are you still making wine? He goes, well, actually, I went to viticulture school, and then I started <laughs> working for Chris Gorman, and and um, and so and then he came back to Microsoft, um, because uh, winemaking doesn't pay what Microsoft pays. And uh, so we started working together, and I said, do you want to go in on a winery again? And he had made some brandy. And I said, and so we were tasting <laughs> Is some brandy. Does that mean he it didn't were, make
1: good wine the first time? He <laughs> was.
2: It could be. <laughs> um, so we were tasting the brandy, and we were talking about it. And I said, hey, let's let's have a winery. And he said, okay, let's go for it. So we went for it. So we are up on Artisan Hill, and we have a warehouse space up there. We started at Darby English's winery. He helped oh, us out. right on. So... Kudos to him for um, housing us and getting us started.
1: <laughs> for his patience and uh, <laughs> That's <right>. temperament. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's right.
1: Well, congratulations. So Three Thank of you. Cups, uh, how did that name? Are you a tarot artist or a tarot reader? Or what I, is it?
2: I am not a swami, but um, <laughs> I, uh, we have this Three of Cups card, which means friends coming together to celebrate. So we wanted a name that meant something great instead of our names for a winery. So a friend has suggested, oh, what about this tarot card 3 of cups because there's two of you, there's two families, your customers, and so we thought it was pretty fitting. And so we went with it and I sort of went with the theme on a lot of our wines because their taste uh the names are the French versions of the tarots. Oh. So Justice is the scales and balance and chariot is Strength, Le chariot. <laughs> is strength. Uh, Coriance the Believer. Um, you know, so I just kind of went with the theme.
1: Okay. Well, that's that's great. It all fits together, and that's mm-hmm. what I do. Coral wines, white right. coral, red coral, pink coral. So that's right. <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Um, how fun. So you brought some wines today. Uh, which wines did you bring?
2: So I have a GSM, uh, which is a Grenache Syrah Vedra, 40% Grenache, 40% uh, Muevadera, forty percent or twenty percent
3: Syrah. I was gonna say this uh, wine is so great; it's got one hundred twenty percent man. It's got one
2: hundred twenty percent, yeah.
1: <laughs> but we only charge you one hundred percent price. Um, okay, so GSM, uh, twenty thirteen vintage. It's yeah. our
2: first vintage. Great. It got ninety points, Wine Spectator. Right. so I was pretty happy about that. First yeah. out the gate.
1: That is that's impressive too because uh, it's Jeb. No, it's Harvey Steinman. It was Harvey Steinman back then, which would have been twenty fifteen when it came out. Right. And for you to get a little FaceTime, at least to taste that wine right out of the gate is, is impressive. Yeah. I'm yeah that's good. And uh, so is the pressure on at that point? Pressure's I mean, on. 88, <laughs> you go, okay, 89 <laughs> points. God, that's good. We can still strive. But now it's, oh, shoot, 90. We're in that, now we're <laughs> Now
2: we're in the 90 range. Uh, <laughs> right.
1: So, um, well, that, that makes sense. So we have a GSM, and that's a 2013. What's that's the great. other wine that you brought?
2: Uh, I also have a Chariot, which is a Cab Syrah Petit Syrah. So we had originally bought that Petite Syrah that we talked about before mm-hmm. for blending. So we used it to blend um, with a Cab Cab, just to give it a little oomph.
1: All right. Don't tell me the percentages on this one, because I want to see if I can okay. figure oh, it out. Use all Oh, that's my, great.
2: Uh, oh. All the sommelier yeah, skills. Yeah. All
1: my Somme skills. Right. That's right. And the third wine.
2: And the third wine I brought for you is uh, the Vertu, which is uh, Cab Syrah Grenache, three-year-age blend in French oak barrels.
1: Cab Syrah Grenache. Cab Syrah Okay. C-S-M.
2: Yes. And it's a shout that's out what, to Provence. Uh, oh.
1: Okay. Shout out to Provence. Great, because they do that in X. That's right. Uh, down in the Xon Provence. And, of course, uh well, I said, Hedges does a CSM. That's Cab right. Cab Merlot is what it is, but you've got more Vedra, Right. Well, wonderful. Let's taste some of this wine. Uh, your first wine out of the gate, Yakima Valley Fruit. Now, there's a couple great vineyards. There's lots of great vineyards in Yakima. Yes. Who did you find source fruit from?
2: Uh, Lonesome Spring Ranch and uh, the Emery Brock is where we got the Syrah from. Hmm. It's a lighter red.
1: Yeah, and I think that's what's great about GSM, is that you get the Grenache, which is red fruit-driven, uh, the Syrah, which is blue and purple fruit, and the Morved, which gives a little spice. Um, it's not a heavy wine, but it has lots of flavor. Right. And I think that's it's the perfect... And this, To me, the, the GSM is the perfect um, blend for uh, spring through fall. That's right. I think in the wintertime we want something a little bigger, and you obviously have that with this next wine, I'm sure. Uh, this is Tasty, and you... Uh, Now, a lot of times, percentages are really thoughtful, and we did blending trials, and this is what it is. But when you start out, I'm kind of guessing this is what you had.
2: This is pretty much what we had, and we did do some blending trials, um, but we ended up really liking how how it turned out. I call this a turkey wine, because around Thanksgiving time, this is a great turkey-pairing wine.
1: It is. I agree. And uh, as I said, um, spring through fall, uh, delicious wine, Uh, tell me... You have a tasting room up in Woodville, and you have a, a, a wine club?
2: That's right. What,
1: what's the tasting room? Where is that? It's up in Artisan Hill. It is
2: in Artisan Hill, so it's a small tasting room uh, connected to our warehouse. So uh, f- we're right next to Avenia. It's- before they moved so it's up on the hill and their production area and then we're next to Pacific Distillery. You're right next
1: to a vacancies. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <That's laughs> a distilleries there too? Yes, yeah, Pacific Distillery.
1: Oh my, really? Yeah, so right you get that absence is that,
2: that- It is, it is and actually they're doing a Riesling, so we did a Riesling also. They're doing a Riesling brandy that they're 24 month age in barrels so yeah
1: I want well I digress here but I want to get you know 50 gallon what is it 25 cases of I want to get a barrel of brandy and just store it away for 10 years yeah just store it away I know it'll angel share and all that yeah but I know that that'll be really cool. That would be really I'm sure it would be really expensive, too. But um, that's why they pay me the big bucks and all of our great <laughs> advertisers or our partners on the show. All right, delicious wine. Um, it's It's got great fruit, uh, a, a variety of fruit, nice balanced acidity. It's not too heavy. The tannin is just really mild tannin. I think this is, did you just light pigiage or did you do pump over?
2: Uh, we just did light.
1: Yeah, so. pigiage. Very yeah. good. Okay, so the second wine is an interesting blend. It's Cabernet Sauvignon, Syrah, and Petite Syrah. Correct. All right, so tell us about the the provenance of these fruits.
2: So uh, the Chariot is actually also Emery Lot, and then the Cab is from Corvus. So we, uh, in our first year, 2013, we got uh, Cabernet from Corvus Vineyard. And, uh, and then the Petit Syrah, of course, is Heart of the Hill.
1: Randall Hopkins. And um, right. I'm, I'm not familiar where the, where his uh, vines are.
2: Just down really at the entrance of, of Red Mountain. Mm. So as you're, okay. co- you're coming in, That's you right. go to the right.
1: Before that sign, yep. after the sign.
2: Just after the sign. Right,
1: to take that right, Go yeah. there next to uh, Upchurch. Yep. All right, good stuff. So this is an uh, interesting blend. Um, I'm going to taste it again. That's pretty cool.
2: Definitely an Americana bre- blend, yes, right?
1: Yes, yeah, it is. Um, you've got uh, the Cabernet, which gives you great tan, a little herbaceousness. You get the Syrah with the dark purple fruits. And the Petite Syrah, which gives you... I remember having it a couple of weeks ago. It was very, very flavorful. It, it was nice and ripe, not overripe. Um, this is a different vintage, though, isn't it? Wasn't that... That's right. Yeah, so this is a 2013, so this is your first expression as well. That's right. Oh, you're doing pretty good. Did you submit this one to Spectator?
2: Eighty
1: nine. Eighty nine. <laughs> oh, that's what I was like. Okay, because um, I'm going to say it's really pretty tasty, and I could never understand. You know, can you taste the difference of one point?
2: I don't know. I, I don't think you can. I, I
1: mean, I was asking Paul Gregg at that, and like, you gave it ninety nine points. What was missing? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a good conversation. Um, yummy. And Thank you. what's cool about being in the new world without these r- rules and uh, Appalachian origin control rules we don't have to worry about what we grow and how we grow it and what we make and how we blend it and all that stuff and so it's been um, very inspirational and you we've got uh, some tasty blends coming out I mean we are probably the king of the blends in the world, I got to say.
2: I think so. Yeah. I totally agree with you. And I think it's just we can experiment and we can try new things and what people like and I think blends are so popular right now.
1: Cuz it it just fits and right. you don't have to think about it. It's just it's good wine. You got that um mm factor which mm-hmm. I always think is a very very important factor. Okay, final wine is a...
2: It's uh Vertu, which is our shout-out to Provence, and so that is the Cab Grenache Syrah blend, and it was three-year age in French oak barrels.
1: Is there a Vertu? Uh, is that a tarot card? What does Vertu mean? Truth? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, and there's a town in Vertu in uh, Champagne region, which just is- right. goes great grapes. Uh, the duval de Champagne is from Vertu. Hmm. This is a um, a wine that shows some of its élevage uh, in the barrel. You, you, the palate is is just a little more live. Mm-hmm. It's less fruit forward. I think you right. get a little more structure on the from some of the oak, yep. um, but it's not over oaked. And how did you end up with three years?
2: Well, we just decided to hold it, right? Oh. Because we wanted to experiment with the Grenache and the Syrah and, and the Cab, and the Cab we knew would really hold nice in a French oak barrel, and so we, we held it. And then it didn't do much for the Grenache and the Syrah, honestly, but with the Cab being as nice as it is, it was really great, so um, so I think it turned out nice, and it's a really, to me, it's a smoother wine. It's a little smoother on the palate.
1: It is. Um, and delicious. Congratulations on, on coming out of the box, coming out of the gate with, A, good fruit sources, B, and good quality wine, and, and a deft use of oak. It's easy to put something in new oak and forget about it, but this is not 100% new oak, is it? No. No, 50 to 50, right? Yeah. Uh, which is a great balance, because we want fruit. People love fruit, and that's what we drink wine for, for that expression of fruit. Delicious stuff. So, uh, website?
2: Uh, www.3ofcups.com.
1: Three of cups, not three cups.
2: Right, three of cups.
1: (laughs) Three of cups. (laughs) And uh, the wine club is called
2: the third cup.
1: And you can go online and sign up?
2: Absolutely.
1: All right. So we've got uh Sunset something in Woodenville. Savor
2: the Sunset.
1: Savor the Sunset. And then in June you've got the Woodenville Wine um, Women Winemakers. Women
2: Winemakers, the Sisters of the Vinifera. The
1: Sisters of the Vinifera. All right. Sisters <laughs> uh, of the Siv of the something like that. OTV. You got to got to think of a little acronym for that. Yes. The uh, Soul Sisters. Uh, but that's already taken. Soul Stone. Um I love it. Uh, let's do this again. I, I want to taste some of your new releases. Let's do some barrel samples or something when you get you back yeah. on the show. Just to, uh, talk more about Woodenville And uh, maybe we get to some tag team some of the women winemakers and, and work up toward that June event.
2: That sounds great.
1: That'd be great. Lisa Sway with threeofcups.com.
2: Threeofcups.com.
1: Threeofcups.com. Hey, great stuff. Your wines are in that $25 to $45 range. That's right. I love it. Thanks for joining me on Happy Hour Radio. Thank you. Oh, good times, folks. Hey, stick around. We've got more of the world of wine, beer, spirits, and more right here on Happy Hour Radio on 570 KVI.
0: He's back, and he's in charge. Kirby Wilbur, live and local weekdays 9 to noon. Talk Radio 570 KVI. KVI Want to Know Weekends. Time for another round of Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan.
1: All right, happy Saturday night, folks. Welcome back to Happy Hour Radio. Time for round two. Hope you got something tasty in your glass. I've got uh, two wonderful people um, from the great white north. Uh, I have Kristalie Lee Bond, who is the chairman of the board, chairwoman of the board, chairperson of the board of B.C. Wine Institute and uh, Dirty Laundry Vineyards. Uh, I've got that, uh, that song going through my head. Who is that? Uh, May- Mason Spink is a winemaker uh, from Dirty Laundry Vineyard up in uh, B.C. I think we'll talk about uh, some of the wines, some of the vines, and uh, what's happening over time up in B.C. So, uh, Chris Silly McWaters bond and Mason Spink, welcome to Happy Hour. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Um, I'm, I know that we're down here in Seattle uh, celebrating Canada's birthday, right? This is 150 years, and you, you have an event at the B.C. Consulate or the Canadian Consulate here in Seattle, and that's very exciting. Um, after the show, we're going to head over there tonight and just party on like... Uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's a big birthday party. But let's talk about um, British Columbia. Canada is our neighbor to the north, of course, and w- you helped us uh, get through Prohibition with great <laughs> Canadian whiskey. Um, but there is a wine culture there. Let's talk about that. Crystal Lee?
4: We do. Absolutely. It surprises most people because, yes, a lot of people think that we live in igloos, which we do not. Uh, you know, we get extreme temperatures. We're actually the northern tip of the Sonoran Desert. We get more hours of sunlight than anywhere else in North America, and... Uh, Uh, we're in a rain shadow so we've got great growing conditions and a number of unique microclimates that just make our region so fantastic for growing so many different varietals we have more than 80 commercially viable grape varietals that we grow. Really? Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, wow.
1: And that's both Vitis vinifera and Vitis rupestris that are Vitis berlandia and American lambrusca, right? Or yeah. The hybrids. Not,
4: not a lot of hybrids and not a lot really? of lambrusca. Okay. Luckily, we actually, um, after the free trade agreement, most of those were ripped out. So we're growing primarily vinifera varietals. All yeah.
1: right. Yeah. And uh, British Columbia is one of the, uh, it's not a territory, what do you call it? It's a province.
4: British Columbia is a province. And yes. it's a
1: large province. It's actually about the size of both Washington and Oregon and a little bit of Northern California, right?
4: It is, yes. But yeah. the
1: wine growing region is, is really a, a slice or sliver of that. Of course, there's Fraser Valley, there's Similkameen. 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 You've got the Okanagan Valley, mm-hmm. and uh, there's uh, two more. Yeah, uh, we also you
4: know, have uh, the Fraser Valley and Vancouver Island. Vancouver Island. Yeah, and the Gulf Islands. The Gulf so Islands. So we have yeah. five. Uh, AVAs currently, and then we've got our emerging reason, regions, so we're actually looking at uh, new Appalachians being formed as well. So We have sub-Appalachians. Our new first one is the Golden Mile Bench as well, and you're going to see in the next couple of years um, the formation of sub-Appalachians as well.
1: Well, I had the pleasure of, uh, and the honor and privilege to actually attend the international, the British Columbia or the Vancouver International Wine Festival, where I learned a lot and tasted a lot of great um, uh, Canadian wines, because you're celebrating the birthday again. Now, there are other regions in Canada. Of course, Ontario is known for growing some wine, and the ice wines are quite popular, but there was another region, was it... Uh, it was another bench or a White Hills or what was it? I'm trying to remember. Nova Scotia, Nova was there Scotia as well. Yeah. yeah. So
4: the far opposite side of the country is us. They have an emerging region as well. So Nova Scotia. Mm-hmm. Excellent.
1: How many v- wineries are in British Columbia now?
4: British Columbia, we have 350 wineries. So wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. that
1: takes us back to about 2002 or 2003 in Washington State.
4: Yeah.
3: Uh, Mason Spink with Dirty Laundry Vineyards. Is that the name of your winery? That is the name of the winery. <laughs> so- at, at Dirty Laundry Vineyards. It's a lot of tongue in cheek, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, still trying to make some pretty serious wines, but the, the marketing is, is is really fun.
1: Okay, I'm yeah. curious. Uh, do you know? It's do you do something for Valentine's Day? Or?
3: <laughs> if you like, I could tell you the story of how the name was. how we got the name? We
1: will get there because I know okay. you brought some, a bunch of wines, and yes. again, you're pouring wines at the consulate this evening. Um, but uh, tell me real quickly, so I can sort of salivate for these
3: wines. What did you bring? Well, uh, from Dirty Laundry Vineyards, we bought the Woo Woo Gewurztraminer. So woo woo. Yeah. <laughs> so Gewürztraminer, we have actually one of the oldest plantings of Gewürztraminer in B.C., um, so it's a, it's a good uh, um, indicator of what B.C. can do with Gewürztraminer. And then we brought a, a sparkling wine and Crystal Lee.
4: And I have uh, from Evolved Cellars, which is actually my winery, our Pinot Gris as well. So. Oh, really?
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Um,
1: uh, I love the the labels. I think uh, I, I like the clothespins on the dirty laundry <laughs> and the uh, the lights. The light blue is that a Canadian blue? What do you call that? Is that a?
4: <laughs> yeah, that's an Okanagan Lake blue. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, the tip of the Okanagan <laughs> Stellar J or something. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, Crystal, you you mentioned off air before the show that uh, your father has <laughs> been making wine. Tell us about this.
4: Yeah, definitely. You know, a lot of people see British Columbia as an emerging region. The reality is I know nothing other than the wine industry because I grew up in it. This is uh, my father. We're celebrating his 50th vintage in the British Columbia wine industry this year. So he was actually the founding chair of the British Columbia Wine what Institute. What vintage were you born in? Uh, I was born in 1972. No, no. So yeah. what, what vintage would that be? So 50 years, that's
1: uh, 67, oh, his, right?
4: Yeah. <laughs> okay,
1: so you were actually the fifth vintage.
4: Yes, there you go. Okay, exactly. got that. But
1: 50 years. Did, yes. did he find a good spot as he a scientist or a climatologist or what?
4: No, he's just passionate about wine and loves every aspect of the industry. So, And just a champion for our region, our country, our I industry. I like that, the country, yeah. huh? Yeah.
1: Uh, we'll have to sing old Canada at the end. Tonight.
4: Absolutely, it's our 150th birthday. <laughs> birthday year, I like
1: that. What's the name of his vineyard or his winery? So
4: we have two wineries, Evolve Cellars, uh, and Time Winery, which we've actually purchased an old movie theater in downtown Penticton, and we're right now renovating it into our theater, so uh, or into our winery, sorry, the theater, and it'll be open late June. So oh, wow. A new project. So, two new projects, but not new to the industry. So, so
1: 350 wineries is, was your father the first?
4: No, we weren't the first, um, but the company that he originally started Hudson with. Hudson
1: Bay Company was <laughs> yeah, that the exactly.
4: one? Yeah, exactly. As he foraged and. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, we were the old, the first estate winery, though. Uh, we used to own Sumac Ridge and See You Later oh, Ranch. Yes, In I fact, know that. I actually used to work with Mason. He was my winemaker at See You Later Ranch. Really? So, yep. See you yeah.
1: later, Ranch? Yes. See you yeah. later. Well, this is fun. <laughs> now, now, uh, you've got cowboys up there? Or is that uh, Calgary? Calgary. <laughs>
4: That's Calgary, yeah. yeah Calgary, <laughs> okay.
3: Um, Mason, when did you start? So um, I started, I've been in the industry about, well, I guess, about eight years now. And I did get my first start with uh, Crystal Lee. I worked for Sea Ranch Winery, and uh, Crystal Lee was my brand manager. So mm-hmm. I've known Crystal Lee from my infancy in, in the wine industry. Uh, I've been at Dirty Laundry now for about four years, uh, four years going on, five years. Um, and it's uh, it's been a lot of fun to sort of go from a, a bigger, more established winery and into a, a winery that's still growing. So we've increased our production. We're going to be up to about 25,000 cases this year and oh, wow. next year probably about 30 to 35. So,
1: well, that, so, we... so I'm curious, what's the average price for a bottle of wine in Canadian dollars?
4: Uh, The average price of VQA wines is eighteen dollars.
1: Eighteen bucks. Yeah. All right. So um, I I know that Canada is is a very provincial kind of region. (laughs) You've got some tariffs on uh, some outside goods, including wine, and I think that's been um, a bit of a challenge for our NAFTA free trade agreement here. Even though we kind of tax each other, but um, have has is most of the wine from VQA, the uh, Vintners Quality Alliance, which is a, a a Canadian. Um regulation or, or a seal of approval, right?
4: Correct, yes.
1: And is, is most of the wine consumed in Canada? I mean, I don't see a lot here. Is that because we, we tax it too much?
4: No, not not because of tax. It, we we just drink it. We don't share <laughs> it a whole lot. So the majority of British Columbia wines is consumed within British Columbia. We're here uh, this week really about bringing our wines here and looking at perhaps bringing some down to Washington. And so we have 21 wineries here today to uh, meet with distributors and trade to media and uh, hopefully get some of our wines in your fair state. One, because we'd like the wines here, but also to encourage people to come to visit us in wine country. We're so close, and your dollar, it goes 30% farther. So the exchange (laughs) rate, so it's a great value to come and visit us.
1: That is, but you got to minus the 18% VAT.
4: (laughs) (laughs) You're still ahead, though, right? (laughs) I guess uh, at the end of the day,
1: still ahead. Speaking with Crystal Lee McWaters-Bond, who is the, the Director of Sales and Marketing for Encore Vineyards, but also the chair woman of the board for the British Columbia Wine Institute. Let's talk about that role. What What do you do?
4: So British Columbia Wine Institute, our role is the marketing organization for VQA Wines and 100% British Columbia Wines. And so we advocate with government uh, marketing programs. It's really about uh, representing our members and making sure that we've got a great marketplace to sell our wines. We focus primarily on British Columbia then Alberta and then export markets as well. But really it's uh, about getting people to drink more BC VQA
2: Wines.
1: Uh, interesting. I was thinking in my mind that uh, I'm surprised that people uh, uh Canada wasn't the first to put wine in kegs. <laughs> <laughs> you're beer drinkers, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you think about the, uh, the the BC, when you're talking about marketing, is this a mandatory uh, membership? I know that for Washington State, we we have a, a marketing tax for every gallon produced and every ton of vine- uh, grapes uh, harvested.
4: Yeah, no, it's a voluntary uh, organization that we belong to. So uh, we represent our members, but we also represent other wineries that are, are not necessarily members, because it's really important to us about representing 100% British Columbia-growing wines.
1: Okay. And how many wineries are outside of British Columbia? Would you know?
4: In the country? Yeah. Uh, what are we now, 700? Uh, 700,
1: 700 others? Uh, no, total? 700
4: total in right, Canada. So you're half of them then. So we're half of them, yeah, Okay,
1: well yeah. that's great. Um, and uh, Mason, you started, did you go to school for, for winemaking? Yeah,
3: so I went to uh, Brock University in, in Ontario. Um, I had to move to Ontario to, to get a winemaking degree. That's the only university in Canada that that offers the degree. So I, uh, I moved from BC to Ontario, did my four-year program there, and then uh, pretty much as soon as I was done, I got <laughs> back to BC uh, the Winters are a little too nasty in Ontario for my liking.
1: (laughs) I'm surprised they won't have more distilleries up there in Ontario. It's something to keep you warm. That's right. Well, really fun. I've got the Dirty Laundry Vineyards, and I know you brought a bottle of wine uh, with Mason Spink, the winemaker, and Chris Silly McWater's Bond. You brought your own label, and we have a very cool um, Brute Bubbly from British Columbia. There's going to be a tongue twister in there somewhere. (laughs) But hey, folks, we're going to crack some wine, so I want you to stick around, and when we get back from this break, on Happy Hour Radio.
0: Start your day the right way. John Carlson, live and local, 6 to 10 AM. Talk radio 570 KVI. You're in the know with KVI One and O weekends. Here's more Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan.
1: All right, Seattle. Hey, welcome back. It's time for round three, and I have three glasses of wine right before me. How lucky am I? And to have two special guests from the Great White North, British Columbia, Crystal Lee mcwatters Bond, the uh, chairwoman of the board for British Columbia Wine Institute, and winemaker extraordinaire, Mason Spink of Dirty Laundry Vineyards. Um, I'm sure you get a lot of jokes in your tasting room. And you have a tasting room?
3: Yes, we do. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Good. All right. Um, I wonder who wears the pants in the family there and all that stuff. Okay. (laughs) You brought some bubbles. I'm excited about bubbles because when I was there for Vancouver National Wine Festival, I thought the bubbles were showing beautiful. You, of course, you want great acidity, and then having a short growing season, you can with that climate, you can get it. I trust. Tell me about this.
4: Yeah, absolutely. You know, British Columbia has a great region for bubbles. This is, we've just poured you the Summerhill Sipes Brut. This is really one of the iconic sparklings in British Columbia. This is a blend. It's 70% Riesling, 20% Pinot Blanc, and 10% Chardonnay. And what I love about it, again, is that natural, abundant acidity. It's very fresh fruit forward, great apple, some melon. Um, But in British Columbia, the exciting thing is that we're seeing more and more sparkling, and we're seeing it from so many different varietals, which is really kind of exciting. We've got Goverdströmina, we've got Ortega, we've got Muscat, we've got, you know, obviously Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, Pinot Blanc, Riesling. I mean, I can't really think of a varietal that were not sparkling. Can you, Mason? Shiraz. Oh. <laughs> <So, laughs> we have sparkling Shiraz, yeah? Chariz, yeah? And there's sparkling uh, Cabernet Franc as well, oh. so yeah. I've actually
1: had that wine, yeah. that, that sparkling Cabernet Franc Yeah, before, so from uh, Summerhill, so which is
4: the winery that you're, you're drinking right now. Very so. cool. Mm-hmm. Well, this
1: is really delicious wine, and um, being a, a Bubbles uh, aficionado, which uh, I love to taste Bubbles, I think South African Bubbles are fantastic, California, um, France, of course, and, and uh, even uh, the uh, Italian Bubbles, but this is great because we don't taste a lot of Riesling. I think Riesling really lends itself to, of course, the great acidity, but also more of that peach, lime, um, nectarine flavor, which the palate can truly appreciate. We find apple and lemon in all sorts of wines. Um, but I see that this is also has a bit of a lees contact, a little italicis. It has some texture on the finish, which is wonderful. And I'm wondering if they, if they really, did they blend the Chardonnay from, was that barrel-aged or something? Or do you have any idea? Was this all just stainless and... and-
3: yeah, I wouldn't know about uh, their blending process, but you know they're very established in their in their processes. So I would, I know it is uh, a traditional method. So it and and it's got a lot of that that uh, that uh, autolysis and sort of bready character to mm-hmm. it. Yeah.
4: yeah, and I like the yeah. minerality in it as well. Too, Creaminess. Right? So yeah, at,
3: at Dirty Laundry Vineyards, we've done a uh, two. We're doing release a sparkling this year, actually for Canada's 150th birthday. So we've done a Pinot Noir, uh, Pinot Meunier uh, Rosé, and we've done wow. a white, a, a Blanc de Blancs, a Chardonnay, um, and we've only done 150 cases of each for the 150th uh-huh. birthday that will release July 1st. Nice. In in the 1,500 liter. Or a milliliter? <laughs> no. <laughs> that
4: would be good. We're not yeah. taking
3: it that far. Oh. It'll be seven fifty. Okay. I think you got to go big with the bottles. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know,
1: like you maybe, yeah. maybe the 300th you can go That's for the, right. the Magnum. Yeah. Um, really fun. Great, uh, delicious bubbles. What does this cost? Isn't it thirty-five $35, $40 range?
4: In British Columbia, this is $25. Oh, my goodness. I know. 25 Canadian, right? That's a deal. I know.
1: That is really a deal. That's yeah. really fun. And and what's great about it, it's like we're really traveling to a new place because we don't see these wines. It's a new wine, and it's a new Experience um, and of course it's delicious. So you each have a winery. Uh, let's taste the evolved Pinot Green next. This is 2015 vintage. Is this a um, uh, an Alsatian clone or is this an uh, Venice or um, Alto Adige clone? Where does the Pinot Green come from? Or Oregon?
4: <laughs> Oregon. Yes, that's where we get it. Uh, this is an Alsatian clone. This is growing uh, on site at our winery in Summerland. So our uh, vineyard, we have 12 acres overlooking the Okanagan Lake, stunning view. In fact, our property goes right to the water, and you can visit us by boat if you like. Um, But this uh, has got lots of great acidity to it again. The soils in Summerland, where we are, are more clay-like, and you get a little bit of that minerality again. Uh, For me, on this, I get sort of... Peach, some white peach in particular, some nectarine, some almost peach pit that's got a little bit of bitterness at the back of the palate, which for me just m- makes it taste like more when you're drinking it. So. The noyo, <laughs> right? The noyo,
1: um, delicious. It's well balanced. It, uh, it does have a, a just a, a hint of that bright acidity, mm-hmm. but Pinot Gris doesn't is not a very acidic grape. But you've got um, the, the wonderful balance. It has a fleshy uh, palate around it, and then there's just a bit of. Well, it's not too much yeast. You don't you, you don't have much yeast on this?
4: No. So what we did with this one is all of our white wines from Evolve are all unoaked, so meant to be very fruit-forward, fresh, approachable, uh, 100% of the varietal. But what we did is this is uh, stirred the leaves. So it's got some leaves contact, fermented in 300-liter stainless barrels. And so it's got some texture and some mouth weight to it uh, that just makes it, I think, a little more interesting than sure. just...
1: Yeah. You know. I, you know, why I've always... Uh, Doubted or touted that uh, the best wines in the world have a couple things in co- in common, and that's yeah. um, high acidity, great acidity, and a long finish. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, it's a good long finish. Uh, yeah. There's some <laughs> wines in the world that you know. I mean, it's okay. you'd like a
4: little shorter finish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean,
1: even though I'm supposed to like it, supposed to, it's supposed an expensive wine. It's like, yeah, it's
4: not for mm-hmm.
1: me. And so, even advanced families can have their preferences and biases. But a delicious wine is this in that twelve fifteen dollar range?
4: Yeah, in Canada, we sell this for fifteen
1: ninety nine. So Yep. And uh, in in tasting rooms. You have a tasting room. I, I take it. And yes. your first vintage was when?
4: Uh, our first vintage was 2014 for this particular project. So. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, so we're you mean a new. Evolve project. we evolve. Yes. So uh, relatively new project in that we have evolve cellars, and then we have Time Winery as well, which is just three years old. So uh, two new projects. So as I say, we've just celebrated. My dad's celebrating his 50th vintage, but that was with other wineries that we had started. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we're doing it all over again. That's great. Well, let's give me a
1: website so people can check it out.
4: Uh, This is evolvesellers.com.
1: All right. Yeah. EvolveSellers.com. And if people want to find, a, uh, you know, maybe check out a, a, a tour up in Vancouver or, excuse me, um, British Columbia, what's a good website for them to get some resources and information?
4: Definitely the British Columbia Wine Institute. We have a touring guide. You can create your own itinerary as well, and that's WineBC.com.
1: WineBC.com and EvolveSellers.com. Um, and now it's we have a Gewurztraminer, which is um, a much maligned grape, I think, in the world. It's it's It can be powdery, perfumey, lychee, um, tropical and, of course, floral. Uh, Mason Spink, let's tell
3: us about this wine. Uh, so this is our uh, Wubu Convert Straminer. We do... Well, now we do five different Convert Straminers, but this is... Um Pretty much a middle of the road in sweetness. Uh, it's got a touch of residual sugar, but not overly sweet. Goes really well with a lot of Asian sort of that spicy cuisine. Uh, very aromatic. So we always drive a lot of that rose petal, lychee, nut sort of characters out of the out of the out of the grapes. Um, we do uh, we do a cold soak on it, so the fruit comes in. We'll crush the stem. It. We'll leave it in the press sealed up for a, sometimes overnight, uh, just to extract a little bit more of those sort of really nice aromatic sort of Interesting. compounds. So you
1: don't find any um, phenolic bitterness coming uh, from it that? It can. You've yeah. got to watch it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: but the longer it sits there, the pH rises, and we always gain a little bit of that phenolic bitterness. But I was actually in Australia just recently, and I tried a Gewurztraminer from Australia, and he had done a whole cluster of ferment. And it actually had so much phenolic bitterness, that the bitterness cleansed your palate. So it, it, it lacked acid, but it had this bitterness to cleanse your palate, and, and it left you wanting another sip. So because we have so much Gewurztraminer at Dirty Laundry Vineyards, I'm going to actually do a little a little trial this year and do a whole clustered ferment, almost a carbonic maceration of Gewurztraminer. Interesting.
1: And now, who who loves Gewurztraminer that much to have so many different well, iterations? <laughs> yeah.
3: You've got to love it at Dirty Laundry Vineyards. Um, this This... Planting of of the Gewürztraminer that you're tasting here, um, the original owner of the farm, he was uh, called Scherzinger's uh, uh, family vineyard, and uh, Mr. Scherzinger. This is 1970s, late 1970s. He actually had a cherry orchard. His first crop of cherries was disastrous. He ended up owing the co-op fruit co-op packers four thousand dollars. So he said, "Well, I'm never." never growing another cherry. He started. He turned off all the irrig- irrigation. His cherry trees started dying, and his wife said, what's going on with our cherries? He said, oh, we have little cherry disease. Didn't tell her he was killing them off. Oh, the next year, he pulled up all his cherry trees, and uh, there was a researcher at the uh, Agriculture Canada research station in Summerland, and he said plant Gewürztraminer, and nobody was planting Gewürztraminer at that time, so these vines are now pushing 40 years old, and we're just getting some great depth and, and extraction out of that fruit. Now, what kind of
1: soil is Gewürztraminer best for? And we only got a quick little yeah. before our break. Tell uh, me quickly. You know,
3: in BC, we have so many different soil types. We can go from sandy, sort of clay soils to loam. Uh, up at our vineyard, we're sort of a sandy, silty, loamy sort of soil, so, and it does fairly well, but the roots got to go deep to get that water.
1: Do you have much um, volcanic activity up there? I, uh, in the Sonoran Desert, is it too far for all that lava yeah, flow we have Yeah, there's not a lot. Here? A lot of it's glacial
3: till and things like that, but not a lot of uh, volcanic matter. And this is called Woohoo. Woohoo Woo Woohoo. Woohoo.
1: Woohoo. And then, where did that name come from? So,
3: Dirty Laundry Vineyards, it was, um, there was a, uh, we know we only have a short amount of time, but it's kind of a long story. Maybe we'll, we'll get back to it after All right, the break. tell you
1: what, yeah, hold on to that thought. Yeah. We'll bring it back from the break. But this wine, the Woo Woohoo uh, Gewurztraminer, it's it's fairly dry. I mean, I think sometimes sugar really accents fruit right. and that's on the palate. It's certainly not cloyingly sweet. is
3: not really sweet at all yeah. and I think you still have a bitterness. Um, what's the price here? Uh, uh, salespeople hate when they ask winemakers these questions. I think it's around the 16 <laughs> 99 <$16. laughs> range. They may have changed that on me. All right. <laughs> and a website? Uh, dirty laundry. Dirtylaundry.ca
1: Dirtylaundry.ca Is that the same for RevolveSellers.ca? No, it's RevolveSellers.com. No. Yes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I, I really like it and I think a version. Is one of those grapes that people could really find um, uh, appealing because it has great flavor, great aroma, and uh, it also has some alcohol to it, right? I mean, it get, gets some, some boozy notes, which is great. Hey, folks, we have one more segment. We're going to kind of wrap it up with uh, our friends Chris Lee McWaters Bond and Mason Spank right here on Happy Hour Radio.
0: The Northwest Original, Lars Larson, live weekdays noon to three. Talk Radio 570 KVI. KVI Want to Know Weekends continue. Now back to Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. All right, folks.
1: Hope you're having a great Saturday night. Uh, cooking up something tasty. It's uh, springtime here, and uh, one of the final gasp of April. Here we go. We had April showers, um, but I've got uh, some April flowers right here. I've got uh, um, EvolveSellers.com and Dirty Laundry. Dot CA. <laughs> uh,
3: Mason, we were talking about how the, the name Woo Woo came about, so give us the story. Well, the Dirty Laundry Vineyards, it's a little bit of, of, of tongue-in-cheek. And the story is there was a, a Chinese migrant worker, and he's building the railroad, you know, it's so the turn of the century in Canada. It's, it's horrible They work. did that too here, I yeah. know. And he left that, and he went to Summerland, and he, and he started a, a, a laundry service. But in those days, nobody really cared about clean clothes uh so uh, sam suey he uh, he was a bit of an entrepreneur, so in the back of the of the laundry, he had a a legal gambling <laughs> den and a brothel. Uh, so the the townsfolk of Summerland knew it as the dirty laundry, and that's oh. kind of how we got our name. Mm-hmm. So woo woo was the code word to get into the into the back,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> to get in the back yeah. <laughs> for the gambling. Yes, yeah, right? of course. Yes, <laughs> and there's something upstairs. A little <laughs> woo <Yeah, up> yeah. <laughs> to get upstairs.
3: So it's a little bit of a fun story, you know. And, and we got great marketing, but you know, my job as the winemaker, you know, we all buy bottles based on a label but I got to make good wine in there or you're never going to buy it again <laughs> well I think it's
1: great you get the orange uh, capsule the uh, the screw top which mm-hmm. uh, is very iconic and it's actually kind of pretty you got some sort of uh, vine uh, or, or well, that's a, the a ladies fern. in the steam oh, is so it?
3: if you look at my business card you'll see another one of our logos and it's the red iron and then in the steam coming off the iron is is the working ladies oh the work. yeah how about that yeah <laughs> the more you drink the more you see steamy uh, very fun yeah. well I'd, I'd like
1: to sort of tease our, our listeners about some great uh, potential wine tours up there or some wineries to visit. Uh, um, Krista Lee, tell me what you would recommend.
4: You know what? There's so many great guest experiences in the Okanagan. I'm super passionate about the whole food and wine experience. So some of the best restaurants we have in the Okanagan are actually at the wineries. So I highly recommend. You know, Mission Hill is an iconic one of the most amazing winery experiences that you will see in the world, and has been rated that uh, Quails Gate phenomenal restaurant. I've heard of both of those. Yeah, Tinhorn Creek, you know Miradoro, um, you know Terrafina, and Hester Creek. So uh, again, I'm all about food and wine here, don't I? But there's also a lot of fun stuff, in, and being so many wineries uh, like Washington, you'll see a lot of. You know, the family's running the tasting rooms, and so you kind of see the whole spectrum of things, right, from uh, small, tiny, to our larger wineries, which is kind of exciting. Who's so.
1: the largest winery? Is that Mon- Gray Monk? No, the largest
4: is Mission, Mission Hill. Hills. Okay, yeah, 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 Mission Hill. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Mason, what uh some of the stops, uh, including dirty laundry? you so got to go for that If you come story. into
3: Summerland, mm-hmm. you got to come down to our patio and see the... the our we got an awesome patio at Dirty Laundry. But uh, some of my favorites just just around the neighborhood in, in, in Summerland. We call it the uh, bottleneck drive. Um there's uh, Tyler Halton. So you want to see a working man's winery, okay. go see Tyler Tyler. It's an industrial area Tyler Harlton. Harleton. Harleton. That's yeah. the name of the winery. That's the name of T H wines. Okay. Um and he's he's it's great to sort of just see a one man working team. Um uh Okanagan Crash Pad, great in that neighborhood, uh, Thornhaven. Uh, there's so many, you know, it, it's hard to, uh, if you go over to Narramatta Bench, I love Terra Vista. They're, yeah. you know, just the t- uh, husband and wife team, and, uh, and some really great, great wines. So, how far are wineries
1: outside of uh, Vancouver proper? So, if we start driving, what's how long does it take to get there?
4: It takes about four hours from oh, Vancouver. Really? So, but you don't even necessarily have to come to Vancouver if you come through Wenatchee and Orville. We're to Seattle oh, yeah, in about five hours. Mm-hmm. So, we're closer than most people think, uh, and our, your dollar goes a lot farther. So,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it. And uh, what's what's a uh, A liter gas run up there fuel petrol what do you (laughs) call (laughs) it
3: I think it's a dollar 14 dollar 18 somewhere around there
1: (laughs) oh all right so um, and you could find you can get your own car and there's a there's an easy um, it's not TSA it's a border crossing uh, and it's easy to go through from Wenatchee up through um, Oroville yeah absolutely um,
4: or there's a direct flight I mean we flew down today direct on Alaska Air from Kelowna and we're flying back tonight so it's a day trip if you wanted
3: simple 48 minute flight I think it is now are there some tour companies
1: that I can just sort of jump on a bus and they'll, they'll take me around? Or do you have to hire that?
4: No, absolutely, yeah. There's definitely, I don't know now, we probably have 50 tour companies operating wine tours throughout the Okanagan, yeah. And
1: is the best time to go uh, June, July, August, September? Or is it uh, October, yeah. even? Because you get a great Indian Yeah.
4: I, for me, my favorite time of year is September, October. I know you're right in the thick of harvest, but the weather's usually so amazing. Mm. It's not quite as busy at the wineries, cause right. July and August are crazy. Uh, and so you get to see everything and it's yeah it's just amazing you got that wonderful fermentation bouquet and <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's right it's in the air it's everywhere uh well crystal lee mcwater's bond uh chairman of the board of uh Vancouver, no British Columbia Wine Institute. And Mason Spink the uh, winemaker, you have a team, right? You're not the you're part of a partner. I have a
3: cellar master and uh, and they're, but there's still it's a small team. It's a small team. Yeah.
1: Well, thanks so much for taking time to join me on Happy Hour Radio. I'm excited to have you at uh, Som Summit. I know BC Wines will be presenting there mm. and perhaps I'll see you in Seattle here in July.
4: Yes, thanks for having us. Wonderful.
1: Uh have a great and I'll see you over at the BC Council and party with uh what do you call them? The Commodore, the Ambassador, or something like that. <laughs> hey, folks, hope you enjoyed the show with Lisa Sway and uh, Crystal McWaters Bond and Mason Spink. Um, remember, Psalm Summit's coming in July, July 9th through 11th, psalmsummit.com. When you're, out about, when you're out and about, folks, remember, life is always better with a designated driver. Cheers!